Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, welcome back. This is the Flow Track Podcast. Sorry, that caught me off guard. That was a weird... A little bit of a false... What sound did you make? I was like, all right. But so I was timing it. I was like looking down and then I was going to go up. I had this idea in my head of how it was going to look. Screwed it up. Totally dropped the ball. So we're back. It's the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Lot to talk about today. Maybe our biggest Monday show of 2023, would you say? The biggest? Monday show. It's a big Monday show. No, we've had some other big Monday shows. Second biggest Monday show of 2023. Yeah. Where does my mid-February greatest week in the track and field rank now? Can you name one thing that happened then still? If you can, I will give you credit. Abby Steiner, 300-meter American record. So is Milrose. Milrose. Okay. No, it does not count Oh, the 50-plus sub four miles. Doesn't count. Yeah. No one is remembering that weekend now. It didn't even last until I know. The of I'm April. looking back on. I mean, that weekend has been good though in the past. Like, cool. there's some good years where February, mid-February weekend has been. It didn't pass the smell test. It didn't get through indoors, and it certainly hasn't gotten through outdoors. So, we're gonna talk Texas relays. We'll talk Florida relays. We'll talk Wade Van Niekerk's fast 400. We'll break it all down. Uh, our email address: flowtrackpodcast at gmail dot com. If you haven't yet. Subscribed to our YouTube page. Do that right now. Yes, we need 20,000 subscribers by NCAAs or else Kevin is fired. Yes. NCAA cross country, right? No, NCAA outdoors. <laughs> ah, darn it. Two months from now. Darn it. A little over two months. Guys, I need your help. What are we at right now? I think it's 18.6 still. 18.6? We need 1,400. We can do that. What's, that. what's that per day? Gordon has a lot of belief in something that impacts me and not him. We're eighteen. We were eighteen point five before the weekend. Oh, were we? Yeah. So we're at fourteen hundred divided by sixty days. This might be twenty three sh- people a day. This might be the show that pushes us over the top. You were at Texas Relays. Let's break it down. Let's go first college side of things. Yeah. At Texas Relays, who was the best performer? What do you think? Uh, well, according to your run of show, best performer, Masai Russell, mm. and it was a pretty impressive run. Pretty is kind of a. I'm just comparing it to what the Texas woman did. But overall, in history, it's a phenomenal run because she broke a 10-year-old record. Mm-hmm. She runs 12.36 in the 100 hurdles, a race where you're not sure whether or not you're going to get win legal or not win legal. Turned out all the finals were win legal compared to the prelims. But she looked at, she destroyed her personal best, mm-hmm. runs 12.36, number one all-time. Post-race interview, she says, I want to run the 12 twos. Mm-hmm. I might believe her because I saw a pre-race interview and she called it. She called it. She was going to break the collegiate record this weekend. So she has the power of uh, foresight. Masai Russell does. But and- her, her progression has just been so quick in these 100 hurdles. Yeah. So she had indoors an amazing season. Obviously both the collegiate record, which then got rebroken by Akira Nugent. But we're going on two consecutive seasons now where she's nabbed a, a collegiate record. You get into the mid 12 threes, which is where she's at now. And if she can get into the 12 twos, she's in a great position. I mean, winning the NCAA title is going to be challenging because it always is. Winning SEC titles is going to be challenging because it always is. But if you look beyond that, if you look past that, can she make a team? I think we both said indoors it was looking like she was going to make a team. Now we know for sure she can absolutely make a U.S. team. Trying to look at her progression 
Uh, obviously, she ran in 2019, but so much younger then. So the past two years, 2021 and 2022, her PB in 2021, she ran, I believe, 1293. No, 1290. Uh, this is wind-aided or wind-legal, doesn't matter. 1290, she ran at the East Prelims in 2021. So it goes 1290. Mm-hmm. Last year, she runs 1277. No, 1271. So it goes 1290, 1271, 1236. Like, it's a massive jump. It's not 1290, 1271, then running the 12.6 or 12.5s. Yeah. She's going all the way to 12.3s yeah. and eyeing 12.2s. It's just a hell of a a break from what her projection was. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a 400 hurdler, 100-meter hurdler. She's kind of doing a little bit of both. She's good. She can, you know, make NCAA finals, maybe even contend for medals. But now, this year, she's gone from just a, a solid NCAA All-American type runner to the maybe the all-time great at the college level. And yeah. now, in conversation to make USA teams, in conversation to win global medals. Yeah, if yeah. you're running 12-3 in April, mm-hmm. yeah. and she wants to run 12-2s, you're running 12-2s, you can win – you can win gold. Yeah, it's obviously really quick right now with Amusan yeah. and Camacho Quinn. But I'm just thinking, first things first, making U.S. teams, she's right there. She's right oh, there. Yeah. Did you ask her at all about the 400 hurdles? I did. I said, hey, are you giving up on the 400 hurdles? She said, well, not really, but I have to recognize that you know I should probably focus on what I'm good at. And I'm a lot better at the – I'm paraphrasing. I'm a lot better at the 100 hurdles right now than the 400 hurdles. So I think she's recognizing, you know – do you want the the Sydney and Britton Wilson smoke? Right, that's a tough event want, to go into. Do you yeah. want the Tobiyama-san, Kamacho Quinn smoke? Both are a lot of smoke, but <laughs> like I think you might get like you might pass out on the Sydney smoke versus the Jasmine Kamacho Quinn smoke. I don't know if that's how that works. Like you need you need like a full on fire department suit suit for yeah. Sydney. You know, maybe just need an N95 for Jasmine well, Kamacho Quinn. Well, that's very weird. Weird analogy. I'm just thinking about making teams. All Kentucky girls too. I'm just thinking about making teams. Yeah, and, oh. I, and so you you could move Sydney out of it because she's got a buy. But on the U.S. side, if you're, you're still looking at Muhammad, you're still looking at, at Britton Wilson for and sure, right? Shamir. At, and Shamir Little and Anna Cockerell, and the list goes on and on. There's there's really great women high hurdlers in the U.S. too. But uh, right now, it's four hurdles is a much yeah, harder team to make. It's easier in the to US. make the hunter hurdle team, which yeah. is a crazy. So it makes sense to make because I remember years ago we always would brag about U.S. women's hundred meter hurdling. It's the deepest event, and we yeah. always, you know, during the Don Hopper Nelson era, mm-hmm. Lolo Jones, and all the greats that came out of that decade. Mm-hmm. But that's all been shifted, lifted up, and now is in the four hundred hurdles. Yeah. basically. yeah. Well, and four hundred hurdles took it to another level because yeah. you got all time. Performances like smashing world records and re reinventing that. But I look at her as, you know, favorite to finish at least top. I mean, top three, top three for yeah. sure. I think if you had, we haven't done our high hurdle rankings. What, now, yeah, we don't know what but, Kenny is. She was out there running uh, like four by one, so yeah. we don't really know exactly what the the best of the hundred hurdles are going to bring us. You know, Alicia Johnson. I, I'm not sure if she was there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you get my point. So, yeah, I think 400 hurdles is kind of in her past. She's still going to do it for points, but it's not something she's going to be focusing on. The way I thought that she's like, hey, maybe she can run like do the double. 52, 53, but I think she's kind of. So you you think she'll run it at NCAAs though, four points? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, that's still impressive to be able to do it at the NCAA level. I mean, it's going to be hard depending on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that schedule is so just jam-packed. Uh, you mentioned relays. There's more collegiate records in the women's relays. Texas women, they got three of them, Gordon. Is that right? They had three? They had three. I thought it was two. They got three. What was the third one? They got the four by one. Yeah. They got the four by two. Yeah. And they got the sprint medley. Oh, sprint medley. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I we didn't got, even know about that. We got the-, the tweet here from USTF CCCA. There it is. Four by one, four by two, sprint medley. Obviously, the one that's contested at nationals is the four by one. That's the one that people are going to pay the most attention to. And when you have Julian Alford on your team and just the depth of Texas women this year is unstoppable. So what was the, what was the collegiate record again in the 60 for Julian Alford? What before the season started? Was it 05? Was it 05? I want to say it was 05. I got it right here. I could tell you. What was it? I want to count how many times <laughs> has Julian Alford broke the collegiate record. 05. No, well, 04. 
wait. No, that it was already broken. Okay, at that so point. broken or tied? She did it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then eight, nine, ten. You count just this year or last this year, year too? Okay, this year. She's broken the collegiate record in the 60, 200, 4x1, 4x2, SMR, 10 times. It is April 3rd. That's, it's been three months. She's averaging 3.3 collegiate record runs per month. I think it might be – sorry to ran on your prayer. I think it might be nine because one of those was 2022. One of those 60s was 2022. No. I got prelims here, man. I'll count them again. We'll do, we'll run, we want to make sure this is accurate. Fact check. I have six Live 60s. So the record was 705, right? Yeah. Okay. She ran 705 and 702 at Martin Luther King. Oh, you're talking about equaling it. Equaling or breaking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Darn it. Equaling or breaking. I didn't hear that part. 10. She's at 10. And they're yeah. going to do it more. She's yeah. probably going to break the 100-meter record. Well, hold on. Now I think you're now you're one short on her. No, one, two, I counted three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, it's ten. No, because once you break it, you can't. Oh, you're run not slower. okay. Okay, because the new there's a new record. Yeah, so she did run seven oh five again, but yeah. that doesn't count because she lowered the record. Here we go. We're rolling. So it's ten. Listen, you got In her three months. You got Rashida Eleke on a team. That's a dream team. For for Texas right now, yeah, forty two flat. That's something fast. that the pros ran forty one seventy five. I think mm-hmm. with like basically almost the entire team USA, forty two flat. It's gonna be good. They're gonna run faster. They're gonna run sub forty two for sure at NCAA's. And their four by four beat Arkansas. Yeah, four by four is good too. With with Brandon Wilson, which is like whoa. So they're gonna get. 10 points from the 4x1, maybe 20 from Julian Alford and the 1 and the 2. Yeah. Then you throw in a 4x4 four four top, like, just their sprint crew is going to single-handedly just, like, maybe give them their – is it the first women's team title? I'm not sure if the women have ever won a team title, but that's one thing Flo, Coach Flo has been trying to get to. It's been close. They had a couple runner-up finishes. Yeah. The men have won, but now he's trying to get that women's – At home, too. Yeah, and it'll be at home, so. Same track. Switch over to the men's side. Julian Alford, though, I guess – I guess we don't really know much of the individual performance. I asked her about her long like pro season, and she said, "Yeah, coaches keeping in, her in line to try to peak not just for NCAs, but you know, in August against in Budapest." Yeah. Yep. Men's side of things. Let's talk about the Georgia men, and then Terrence Jones on the college side of things. The Georgia men in the four by four just went off. I mean, that was incredible how fast they ran. Talk about a dream team and just pulling together runners from. Different types of events. You got Godwin, the pure 400 guy. You got Bowling, does a little bit of everything. And then you got Will Sumner in there, who's an 800-meter runner. And you, the, the great thing was their order. I love this. The okay, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, so they started with Elijah Goodwin. Godwin. Godwin. Sorry, Goodwin. I meant Godwin. Godwin. Sorry, Godwin. I meant Godwin. Godwin, yeah. Uh, and which is held, like, typically Godwin would be... Anchor. Anchor for any team. And they're putting on a global qualifier... First off, lead off, he runs, what, 45, 44 high, 45 low. Gives a bowling, who's typically an anchor. So they have two anchors going 1-2. Bowling splits 43-8-ish, maybe a little bit faster. So they get the stick through the first two legs in 128. So then I see that. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to break three. They give it, They you know, they, they, stay, they survive uh, the third leg, and then... Will Sumner, who's an 800-meter runner, yeah, and I just loved it. You just knew he was going to get passed after the first 200 meters because there's no way Will Sumner has the 200-meter speed that these other 4x4 anchors right. have. Yeah. And so it's hilarious. I just knew Will Sumner's perfect for the 4x4 kick because he's going to have a big lead. He's going to lose it every single time because he can't run 21 seconds you know, in a – open 200 he's gonna he's gonna do nor e- should he by nor the way should he. he's gonna do an even not a good split. idea he's gonna do an even split he's gonna run 22 22 and that's exactly what he did and it brought for a great close he runs 44 8 which is for a freshman 800 meter guy running 44 8 that's very good and man this team is about a few tenths away from the collegiate record that florida ran last year and they're doing it with stars from bowling Goodwin, and now uh, Sumner, the 800-meter guy. Well, and the fourth guy on the team, Caleb Cavanaugh, he's got 
marks from 200 all the way to four hurdles, an 800, a 600. He's done a little bit of everything too, so just throw him in the mix. But the interesting part about the order was why they had the order that way. I watched your interview. Godwin said, we did what we did at World Championships, where we put Michael Norman, they front-loaded the relay, yeah. and they used the same strategy that they did internationally. He took that back and said, hey, we should do this at the NCAA side of things and see what happens. And I wonder if we're going to see more and more teams do that. I think Will Sumner does not run 44-8 if he's a second leg or third leg. I think you need Will needs to be caught, and they need something to chase to make him extend his second 200. Well, also, you don't want him on two where you got to go around. You want to get to the cut point yeah. early. And that, to me, that was always why you would put a better runner second. U.S., check my math on this, but I think Felix ran a she lot of second, second leg yeah. uh, for the 404 because she could get out and then get over. Everything else, yeah, you're going to have to negotiate and go around, and then there's a whole mental component of who's going to be able to withstand the pressure of being anchor. But second leg, there really is some strategy there in trying to keep it to 400 meters because you don't want to get pushed out to the outside. You want to really get out and then go around and then be able to settle in. I just thought it was interesting. They, they adopted uh, a strategy from the U.S. team that they brought back to Athens. They also ran a really strong 4 by 2 They ran a second fastest time ever in the four by two uh with basically the, almost the same team mainly uh bowling and and godwin my question bowling 43 8 43 5 6 unofficially yeah he's uh, coming off an indoor 200 he run well now he's running splitting 43 seconds yeah can bowling find a way to make the 200 meter team Make the 200-meter team? I thought you were saying make the 400-meter team. Or 400-meter team. He's not going to run the 400s, though. But I. But this is just another reminder of how good he is yeah. at at the quarter. And I, I, if he went out there and long jumped, I'm sure yeah. he would have been great at that, too. But what's an easier team to make, the two or the four, for the four. U.S. right now? Four thousand percent. Yeah. You have no Randolph Ross. If Michael Norman stays out of the quarter, you got a wide-open path. Look at the 200. Yeah, he looks Look, how, look at the 200. That is, the, uh, that is very, very, very tough. But that is... Do a lot of guys in their way. In order to do it, though, he's going to have to start doing some open quarters more often and start like training like a 400-meter runner because right now he's he's training for the one and two. Yeah, I just don't – in the 200, he's, he's been great, but it's no disrespect to him or anybody else to right now have him behind Lyles, have him behind Knighton, have yeah. him behind Bednarik, and have him behind Fred Curley at, at the very least. The 200 is just historically deep for the U.S. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's going to run the quarter, but I'm just saying – if, if what you would could he need to run in a regular season 200 for you to say he goes out and runs like a a 44 one or two he runs open 44 one or two no he runs up open 44 four okay what would he need to run in the 200 for you to be like due to 200 say the foreign timing at 44 four four okay because to me unless somebody really pops up 44 four you're, elite, you're for sure getting on a relay team yeah. at that point. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. He's, and if he's running 44 and he's ahead of his teammate, because his teammate might end up being his best competition yeah. in the quarter. What so, would he need to run the 200? Okay, so if he ran 1990, you'd be like, no, yeah. no, yeah, right. no. If he ran no. 1980. No. 1975. No. Really? I think he'd need to go no. like 197 for the equivalent of a 44-4 right huh. now relative to the U.S. Yes. 1970, you put him ahead of Lyles? No, you put him ahead of Ben Eric. No, no, no. Okay, nineteen seven. You're talking what, about nineteen seven zero or nineteen seven nine. You're talking about seven zero. You're talking about him having a better chance to make the team in the two than the four, okay. or just having a good chance to make the team in the two. If he runs a regular season nineteen seven, that seven zero. Okay, yeah. Okay, so then. if he runs nineteen sixty nine, yeah, then he should do the two hundred. Yeah. But this is my—I mean, this is me assuming he's training for the quarter and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah. But we we can't have the two timelines operating simultaneously. Well, I mean, they do it in the Marvel movies. The question is, the question is, what would he need to do to move up to the top three or four in the two hundred? Because and it would need run... to be something that fast, or something would need to happen to one of those other four guys. Because I could see him run nineteen sixty nine and still be ranked. Behind all those other guys. Exactly. Too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The bare minimum is that. But if Knighton and Lyles and Ben Eric and or Curly. 19.5. Right. They drop yeah. some. I mean, I don't know if they're all going to do it. But even if one or two of them does it. And then the other two, you figure, all right, they're going to come around when it's championship time. He has a tough decision, man. Yeah. Well, is it? 
like a, even a decision for him or is he just sort of I'm doing the two? I mean, it's kind of I feel like it should be a decision. I get it from the collegiate perspective of running the two because you have a teammate yeah. who's trying to get 10 points in the quarter. Yeah. Run it there. But that's different than what you do yeah. in the postseason. And listen, he's clearly in – he may not be doing specific 400-meter training. He clearly can still run a good 400. Put him, put him on that track. I'd say if the trials were in Austin this year, bowling in the 400 is magic. Good to him in the 400. The 4x4s at, four by fours at you know, like high school and, exactly. and the Texas Relay. So. Let's stay on the 200, though, because I thought this was on the men's side the most – Impressive individual running event performance. And kind of under the radar. Yeah. Terrence Jones, uh, wind legal, gets the 2.0, the coveted 2.0. 20.05. 60-meter champ indoors. Now he's showing the range in the two. It's pretty good. And Texas Tech, him and Courtney Lindsay, that's a pretty good one-two punch. Yeah. Look good. Um, it's kind of weird that we now, with the way the men's 200 has been going, we're seeing seeing 19s all the time you kind of like oh 2005 that's yeah. that's cute you know, wake me up when you're running 19 nines but at the end of the day it is a good season opener for him it's a great it season shows opener. that his floor is very high and you gotta like his chances to potentially flirt with the one two double at ncaa's i mean sean masaganwe was in that race and he kind of smoked in but sean hasn't been running good uh 200s he's more of a 100 guy yeah um obviously bowling wasn't in the race because who's his main competition going to be it's going to be Bowling, maybe Javante Harding, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of the Florida guys. Yeah, yeah. It depends who runs, really. That's about it, really. You got a lot of good combo. Williams, if he gets healthy, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's gonna be in good position to finish top three in both events. Mm-hmm. And if your if your floor is third in both events, that means your ceiling is first in both events. Well, not put that on the t-shirt. What do you mean not necessarily? If your floor is third, your ceiling is first. Depends who else is in the event. So, oh, like the marathon. If your floor is third, your ceiling is probably second. Cause if Kipchoge. you're running against Kipchoge. Yeah. Exactly. Or like pole vaulting against Mondo. Yeah, or like the Sixers. Bro, come on. Some field event stuff. I just like take Javon it. Harrison, 233. And then over in the Javelin, uh, Keyshawn Strahan from Auburn. Number four all-time goes 84-27. So, Auburn got a big thrower there. Javelin you. Ja- no, I That's think Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah, don't uh, – be careful. <laughs> be careful. You hurt some feelings out there. That's uh, erroneous. Oh, I mean – Well, remember Mississippi State legit swept it one year. They did. They went one, two, three. That's, imp- that's hard to do. This kid from Bahamas uh, did well at U-20s. Yeah. I mean, 84 meters this early is pretty good. Number four all-time. So let's go to the pro side of things. We'll do let's go women and then we'll go men. We'll break it up into into two categories. I thought it was uh let's talk about Gabby Thomas because she ran some individual events. And a lot of the other pros just opted for the relays. But with Gabby, she ran twenty two forty six and eleven oh nine. You got to talk to her afterwards. This has been a staple of her racing season getting out at Texas Relays and running not just relays, but running individual events. Yeah, I think she did f- three events. or f- She ran the 4x1 yeah, as well, Yeah, she ran too. the 4x1 as well. So a lot of work. Ask her, oh, you're pretty busy out there. She's like, yeah, it's just good to get the feet wet. Just, just like get there and like get the legs moving. You know, she's says she's like 100% healthy, confident. She mentioned, I was like, you know, not that long ago, you were running 21.6 and you were the talk mm-hmm. of the town. And then in those two years – the Jamaicans have been doing crazy things. Abby Steiner comes into the picture. Other women are like elevating in the, in the 200. And all of a sudden, it's a crowded 200. It looked a lot less crowded. And she's yeah. like, yeah. She was like, yeah, I thought I had the event on lock after mm-hmm. 21 6. Then look, two years later, she's like one of many. Right. But, you know, she has the confidence that she can be in that conversation. Uh, she knows that the 21 6 is still in her ability she feels fresh she feels healthy she didn't run crazy fast times right on paper 22.4 and 11.09 but they're both wins yeah and you know she doesn't need to be running crazy times she's not like the college kids who have the whole indoor season of peaking so uh well just the fact she goes out there and puts her name out there and and puts herself out there in terms of like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna run a legit open race yeah. with the time attached to it, it gives yeah. you an idea of of where she is. So I, yeah, I, I always enjoyed seeing her 
open up here because it does okay yeah she's and then you can compare the next the next race to it usually it's crazy windy these were both legal wind right so that was a little bit different sometimes okay what sort of shape is she in i don't know because it was a plus 4.5 wind yeah this was a little more normal in terms of wind there were a lot of other uh female stars uh especially in the four by ones and four by fours notably shakari richardson she was on the track uh she ran the anchor leg of the four by one they didn't win but there was no way she was going to close the gap that the Aaliyah Hobbs led team had. So she still ran a strong anchor. Like I wasn't able to watch it because I was standing by the media tent, but what did Shakari look? what did you think her form was like? I mean, you can't really tell much from a four yeah, by one. Yeah. Like yeah, you she... could, uh, you can't really tell the difference between 1109 and a, and a 1080. So yeah, it's tough to separate any of these women. Cause you look at these top, Three teams, Jefferson, Steiner, Prandini, Hobbs, Oliver, Terry, Daniels, Richardson, Briscoe, Brown, Kinnison, Thomas. You know, there's a world where so many of those women end up being on the actual U.S. Yeah. four-by-one team, and it was tough. She looked – I mean, she was next to Thomas on that anchor leg, and, and she was in the mix. Hobbs had a big lead, and obviously Leah Hobbs has been running insane right now so it, it's very tough to catch yeah Aaliyah hobbs right now but what it told me is i think there's a lot of there's a lot of u.s women right now who are 10 7 mid to probably 10 9 0 and usa's is going to be really interesting once we start getting actual open 100 meter times perhaps there'll be some separation perhaps someone ran a amazing third leg we have no idea well or we're like oh that looked real fast but sometimes it can be a, a bit deceiving based on where they got the baton or they're on the curve versus someone running on the back stretch you just don't know until you get open times until you get individual times because even in championships like you watch a relay sometimes you watch the first time and then your eyes can deceive you about what you're seeing but at the very least you know she was healthy she was out there competing um, on one of the top relay teams. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see where the women's American 100-meter group goes from here. Yeah, it was. In, they were setting – I was standing by the area where they're setting up the anchor leg, like the tape and stuff, and the women go on, and uh, they're setting up the tape, and then someone shouts, oh, they're, they're doing men first. They're doing men first. Oh, and they had to and take they, it off? And then the women, like, get off. And then then they're like, actually, no, we the oh. women are actually first. So then the women go back on. And so it was like this, like, snip, snap, snip, snap, back and forth. Uh just seeing like the it's kind of cool just to have a courtside view of seeing all these stars like you know marvin bracy's and shakari richardson's gab thomas it's like all just leah hobbs just like right chilling there. setting it up and it's like wow this is like the fastest people in the world mm -hmm. or not the fastest person in the world. sorry jamaica you know but fa the the top yeah 10 caliber athletes in the world and seeing them on the track was pretty cool shakari is very popular there she when they crossed the finish line her and a few other athletes it took her a long time to get from the finish line back to the media tent because yep. or like the athlete area because she had stop for every photo just mm -hmm. like and there was just a pack of fans like every 10 <laughs> meters she had to constantly do it so and it wasn't just shakari abby steiner had the same situation where she kept on getting stopped but you know who got stopped the most bowling matthew bowling yeah got, it took him 35 minutes to go from the finish to back to luckily it was the final event so yeah. that's probably also why because all everyone was like hey it's Leaving the last, it's the last the, guy yeah, so yeah but uh it was cool seeing the, the stars kind of sign autographs take selfies with the fans uh it's kind of cool texas really you're right on the track it's not really big space so and the athletes were all very they they weren't like no they're like yeah it's mm -hmm. texas relay so i'm not they don't have nowhere to go they they got they're just doing relays they don't need to cool down right away they yeah. took the time yeah, but I thought it was that those four by ones to have that on the women's side. The men's side, there was only one pro team or two. One pro team. good pro team. Yeah, one one A pro team. Um, I thought it was on the women's side it was interesting because they had so much talent and it was spread out over a couple teams, which was which was fun to watch and it just yeah it makes you more interested in to see the open hundred meter debuts for those who haven't run one yet. Yeah, let's talk about the men though real quick. Was it Bednarik and Coleman, the two main? And Bracey. And Bracey, excuse me. Yeah. And you talked to Bracey afterwards, right? Yeah, I talked to Bracey. He just talked about how he signed a contract. I asked him why he didn't run indoors. Mm -hmm. He mentioned uh, he was in contract negotiations with Nike. He just had uh, a baby in December. So being you know, new dad duties, trying to figure out contract situations, he didn't feel like he needed to rush around and run random 60s here and there. So he decided to kind of 
stay low key. But he said he's he's healthy, he's fine, he's ready to go. Uh, he looked good in his uh, 100 meter anchor. Um, I asked him about the men's hundred mm-hmm. and how. Well, yes, Fred Curley is the guy to beat because he's the most recent champion. Fred Curley doesn't go undefeated, right? He's not infallible. He can lose. Uh, he's not like Bolt, who Bolt doesn't lose. Yeah. And Marvin, it's actually been around the sport for a while because he was good in the early 2010s when he was, you know, Florida State slash uh, mini pro. Yeah. And he raced Bolt a few times, yeah. right? Multiple times. And then now he's in the non-Bolt era. And I asked him, what's the difference between the Bolt era mm-hmm. and the non-Bolt era? And he just says, if everyone's being honest, no one knew, no one thought they could beat Bolt. So mm. it was like, you know, you're there, but like, you know, like the odds aren't in your favor. But everyone here is kind of even. And so they know like there's six guys who are going to get on that starting line who all think they can win. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it was one guy who thought he could win was Bolt. Now you have six who le- not even think, but legitimately could. Like, it's might very, even be more than six. Maybe yeah, even more. There is not a the seventh best guy, and they says you pick him. You're like, yeah, it makes sense. Well, I Where would in, in other events it would not make sense to pick the seventh best guy. I would say unless something changes a lot between now and, and Budapest, I would say that there's going to be people that have a chance to win. They don't even make the final. And not yeah. not because it's a fluke or false start or an injury, but just there had to be an odd man out, yeah. and it happened to be that person. And if everybody made their gold medal picks, someone who's going to get five or ten percent of the votes may not even make it to the final. That that tracks exactly with my feelings of how I view the event now. Yeah. And in one respect, fans love to see dominance. People love to see the greatest ever. But then it is fun to have. The opposite experience where you legitimately don't know who's going to win. Everyone has a win over each other, circular. and Yeah, and there's also the le- less air of inevitability with the season. And also, even when Bolt was having a rough, rough, air quotes, regular season, like he just wasn't racing that much. Yeah. You're just like, all right, he's gonna, maybe he'll come around. There was a one year, 2015, when it looked like Gatlin was going to get it from him because Gatlin's regular season was phenomenal. And then Bolt... Bolt pulled it out, and you're like, oh, him again. And if you were a fan of Bolt or if you just like the dominance, you like the dynasty, you're, like, all about it. But I could also see people enjoying this era as well, too, because it feels like the regular season matters a bit because they're also not really shying away from matchups. Yeah. And in the previous era, he he raced so sparingly towards the back end of his career. I'm talking about Bolt. That you're like, all right, this hunter's going on, but, like, what is it? mean because the main guy's not in it now there are a lot of people who could contend for gold so there's gonna be a lot of races where a gold medal candidate is in the race which makes that race inherently more interesting if you just have one guy that you're focused on all year if they're not in the race then everybody immediately looks at that event as all right it's watered downfield whatever now it's like all right wow this is bracy and bromel and then maybe the next week it's curly and blake and then it's seville versus omanyala like no yeah. matter if you get any of those top 10 runners you got to watch it you got to pay attention also interview kenny b asked him uh, what's it going to take to go to the next level because he's already at the the top level the only level left is gold mm-hmm. um and he said uh the little details it's the little details and then after the interview i told him he was going to win the world title oh what do you say he said thanks man <laughs> that was it i said like, i just want to let you know i think you're going to win the world title yeah it's like thanks all right he's like yeah thanks I mean, what is he supposed to say? It's a lot of pressure to put on him. Yeah, what is he going to say? Like, you're dumb? Why would you say that? How dare you? I mean, that's or, what I would... No, I'm just kidding. He's not going to, like, give me no. a big hug after. Like, it's just going to be like, all right. So, but I'm holding on. This is a take I'm going to ride all the way through August. Yeah, I think you didn't You didn't sell it well enough to him. It's not just, hey, I picked... I think you're going to win. You you said... just said I staked what's left of my professional reputation. Yeah. I think I also pick. say that like And you said you called it a year like ago. Like Noah might break the world record. world record this year, but Kenny B is gonna win the world title. I guess maybe you shouldn't have said this is a very long point to make and well, you I probably wanted to cool he, down. Kenny's winning twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four is Noah, and then twenty twenty five is Aaron. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh Florida Relays. Right? Speaking of uh Knighton. Knighton. So 
9.98 plus 2.1. So just barely illegal. That's a bummer because it would have been his first sub 10. But more importantly, it's still a sub 10. First legal sub 10. But more importantly, he gets a win in this race against a solid field. Uh, Joseph Fonbele was in there. Um, but Knighton looked really good. You know, any, any improvements he can make in his 100 is That's... just icing on the cake for him. Uh, Jelani Walker uh, was 10.01. Fonbele was 10.04. Hudson was 10.05. So pretty solid group of guys. I was surprised there. at how quick it was, to be honest. I yeah. thought it was going to be slower. We both, I think we both put that. We thought it was going to be over 10.05. 10.03, I think, was yeah. the number. Yeah. Uh, so I was surprised to see nine on the clock. Uh, good sign for Knighton. He's how old is he still? He's not even twenty one. Nineteen, yet? correct? Twenty one. How'd you get him all the way to twenty one? COVID. He was, he was COVID an algebra class. The <laughs> COVID years. Years ago, man. He's still not. He's nineteen, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. It just it's one of those things. It just reminds you, like as good as Kenny B and Noah Lyles and Michael Norman and Fred Curley, there's this kid out there who's running elite times and showing improvement. He's not showing plateau yet. You get concerned. Is there going to be an early plateau? Not yet. So 998 is showing that his plateau is not there yet. He's still on the rise. And if he's on the rise off of a 19-4, that's scary. Yeah. Anna Hall was busy. Me, uh, athlete, of the me, athlete of the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah. What did she turn in? So 203, She did. 800. You know, she did a triathlon. Triathlon, what we call it. Oh, yeah, the triathlon. <laughs> there is, there already triathlon. is one of the triathlon. That was so the triathlon. Triathlon is what happens when Gordon tries to make a. No, this is, no, this is the. Okay, yeah, triathlon. She did the triathlon, 800 meters, 400 meter hurdles, and high jump. Mm -hmm. It's it's a Anna Hall only type thing. Like, yeah. not many people. She's probably the first one ever in the history of track and field to do this. Do you think she is? No, I think someone's done this. I don't think someone has run the 800, 400 meter hurdles, and high jump. Anybody or like anybody same, that at well same, at the same meet? I think she's done. She's the only person who have done it that well. I think someone's done it in the history of track and field. I disagree. I have no find way to some, prove I'll it. I'll give you. I'll give you a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. If you can find me. All right, guys. Email me. I'll give you fifty bucks. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail dot com. Rules. You'll are, get fifty bucks. You'll get fifty bucks. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, this is between. No, no, no. Amazon I'm giving them fifty bucks. Amazon. No, 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 no. You said you'd give me a hundred bucks. So I'm getting some help from the listeners. Oh, you're getting They're 50 giving of your me 100? 50 of the 100. Okay, there are rules to this. What are the rules? It has to be only these three events. Yeah, only these three events. But it can be as so slow be like as we want. It yes. doesn't need to be elite. Someone's, I bet someone listening has done that before. High jump, 400 hurdles, 800. No. Yeah, yeah man. Track, the history of track is vast and wide. No one's going to What if they did four events? It no, can't be, that doesn't count. No, it has they to be these three. Only three. These three. And only three. Yeah. Okay. Can't Men be or five. women. Okay. All right. Guys. But yeah, she ran 54 in the chance. hurdles. 189 PB uh, in the high jump. And then the 203, 800, where she split basically even 61, 61. Mm -hmm. Man, Anna Hall. She is giving me very, very strong Ashton Eaton vibes. She's terrific. And the fact that you could run to an 800. I know it's in the... Um, at the end of her um, heptathlon. But it's just, usually that's somewhat of a, okay, let's just see what we can muster up out of that event. Not, hey, I'm going to be running 203s. <laughs> I'm going to be on the cusp of it. That's like on the cusp of being an elite 800-meter runner, wouldn't you say? 203? I mean, yeah. No, not really. Yeah. Because if you get to age, too, yeah. Well, if you get to yeah. 201... You're yes. You're in the mix. You could be in a I diamond. Just, I don't want to start just being like anybody can run the 800 because we gotta get a little bit of respect to the, the great 800 meter women out there. Sure, but I'm saying if you're in, if you run 201, you could be in a diamond league field, right? You're not gonna win a diamond league, but you could be in a diamond league race at some point if you run 201. Yes, so I always thought you had to run sub two to be in diamond. Well, there's no okay. What my point is. That's her what fourth best event, fifth <laughs> yeah, best no, event. The point is she's amazing. She is. Has if she put all of her, you got to think about it. If she took all of her energy from all seven events and put it into one event, that's what you. That's what you wonder. What do you get? You get. I don't know. Well, I mean, we may not ever know, but that's what you always wonder with Eaton too. Yeah. At least I did. Maybe you didn't. I didn't have that. But also, it's the whole. It's the combination of everything that makes it go. Because you could say, all right, 
what if Shohei Itani just focused on pitching? How good would he be? But the appeal, the allure of what he's doing is he's hitting and he's pitching. That's a baseball reference for you guys. Put that on the I didn't. I broke Gordon's streak of only referencing LeBron when it comes to professional athletes because he's the only one that people will ever understand. Uh, uh, under- all in the ga- hold on. All in the game says Michael Norman ran an amazing first leg at Florida Relays. In the 4 by one Yeah. Again, it's just tough. And you can't tell. I mean, you can sort of. Oh, wow. Like, that Norman was, was at Florida? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Benjamin, they're mm-hmm. both there. Yeah. Benjamin ran the open quarter. And then you had, let's see, what else did we have at Florida? Marco Arop, 338. Yeah. Well, I was about to talk about that. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Gives me Donovan Brazier type vibes. Remember when Donovan Brazier ran his 335? No, it's 235. That's a little different. 338? It's a little different. It's only three seconds. Do you know how long three seconds is? Ready? I did just say that the 203 and the 800 That's is three close. seconds. I just, I just counted in my head. I did say that the 203 was close to two flat. So yeah. you're right. Okay. I'll allow it. I'll but allow that's pretty it. good. Looks good for AROP. I mean. One by a second. 1,500. Love seeing 800-meter guys run well. In the, especially 800-meter guys who you're not traditional 1,500-meter guys. Yeah. So, AROP, 338, sleeper in my 800 meter oh, rankings. Oh, that's just a sleeper in the 1500. No, 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 no. That does help him, though, in the 800 meter rankings. Oh, yeah. By it's default. It's going to be major, major, major factor. That's a lot of points there. Uh, okay. You want to talk about Stanford now? Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. All right. Stanford. It's where some distance action took place. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the did night. You stay up late on Friday it? night. There was like I, for some of it, I didn't. I didn't go the whole way. I woke up early. I was watching heat two of the ten Ks at like one thirty in the morning. What'd you think? I, I'm just kidding. I didn't oh, actually watch okay. them. Uh, the most exciting moment: men's ten thousand, the fast heat. Charles Hicks of Stanford. Let's show this kick here. Looked pretty far back with two hundred to go. Was sort of in in the mix with everybody else, and then he starts moving. And moving and moving on the home stretch. He's trying to chase down Victor Kiprop of Alabama. And the gap was pretty big, even with about 120, 130 to go. And then Hicks just decides to, to go for it. Leaves the chase pack behind, but still has a lot of ground to gain with 50 to go. And he just kept turning it up, turning it up, turning it up. It seemed like he was just accelerating every 10 meters and then passes Kiprop. In the final five. Stares at him. Yeah, a little celebration. At was it a point little, at him or was it a point at the clock? What are we pointing at he there? He's pointing at something. Was it a Noah Lyles? Maybe it was Noah Lyles move or is it the new thing that, you know, was he doing this with the finger? Oh, was he pointing to the, the, the ring finger? Ring finger. I don't think they give it. Do they give out rings at the Stanford Invitation? I don't know. If they do, that's jumped to the top of my power <laughs> rankings for meets. If you're giving out rings for track meets in ring? April. That's that's pretty awesome. But uh, impressive kick shows that Charles, Charles Hicks had a really weird indoor season. Yeah. Um, he did do Eurocross. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why. He probably was like, hey, indoors is cute, but I kind of need to prioritize running well outdoors, making an outdoor team. Yeah. And so Charles Hicks really not being in the mix indoors, I think we need to kind of look at it as a on-purpose thing. And he's more of... He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the NCAA cross-country champion that we thought he'd be, but it's going to be outdoors. Yeah. What would you rather win if you had to choose, cross or an indoor title? Cross. Because it just includes everybody. Yeah. Actually everybody. I mean, it's longer distance, so it's going to play more to the advantage. Would you rather win one cross title or 10 indoor titles? Oh, that's should say two indoor titles. I'd rather have 10 indoor titles, but if it was one versus two, because indoors are a a lot. Indoor is the opposite end of the spectrum. You're breaking up the fields yeah, and to smaller and smaller pieces. So if you go, if you go cross country is the biggest in terms of just how many um, people are involved in it. Then I think you go to out, outdoor track, and then I think you'd go into indoor track because indoor just feels like since the qualification standards are so much more strict, you eliminate a lot of people that way. The meets boom, boom, boom. It's tough. You have a DMR in there, so the fields get sliced and diced ten different ways. And and he opted to. Take a take a little bit of a, a breather, we could say indoors, and you can see the result. He's ready to roll. 27, 57. Big kick. Kevin. Yo. If I gave you a time machine mm-hmm. and there was betting on track and field, and I could get you to place a bet on Emily Venters to run a top 10 10K mark, 
What do you think the odds you would have had were? Oh, I don't know. It would probably be like 1,000 to 1. Maybe. 500 to 1. 500 to 1? Yeah. She's a, a good runner. She's been around for a while. Good runner. You could have made enough money to invest in the future to make a time machine to make the money back. What I'm trying to say is Emily Venter is kind of surprised. I think a lot of people surprised <laughs> the announcers. I think surprised herself. Surprised yeah. me. Surprised you. Yeah. Did you have Venters on your – the person who's going to be running number running number, number six, six all the time, time well, in history? Well, I think – I definitely thought she could win this race. And there was a little bit of uncertainty about who would be in what race. Winning is different. Like, all right, yeah. It's the time. She's good. It's the time. Well, but, and she also won by 15 seconds, which is a, a huge margin in, yeah. in a race like this where everybody's running um, all together. But, yeah, Stanford invite, Emily Venters, 31-48. That is number six all time. We got the last 100 that we can – throw up there i'm looking for the uh full replays on youtube just google emily venters yeah i'm looking at collegiate all-time list let's see who else who's in front of her on that list it's a esteemed group. 31 48 number six so what's the top five yule uh kipiego Sena, sisson avery who's she ahead of uh dominique scott anna roar krisha swizer jordan hasse and on and on and so on. So a couple on. good names. And everybody else in the NCAA who I didn't mention being in front Literally of Literally the entire NCAA. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. No, it was a great great run for her. Took advantage the, of the conditions out in Stanford. And more to come. And maybe she can run a fast, fast 5,000. With the trends that we were seeing indoors and outdoors last season, there's going to be more of this. There's going to be more. Where would you put her on the time. NCAA She's got to be right up there. Potential. Gold potential? Yeah. yeah. Win. So, so we're giving out rings at the Stanford invite. And they give gold medals gold. or trophy. No, don't they get a plaque? A plaque. Where do you think her plaque potential is? <laughs> she could win. You think? Yeah, she could win. You take if a non two race, would you take her? I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a non two race means it's wide open. Don't you think? I mean Chilangot's good. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot Ola of is good. Yeah, there's a lot of Taylor Rose good. Of course. Of course, Kelly but McCabe's good. Some of those women may not even run the ten thousand though that you're mentioning. So I think Kelsey Camille's good. Yeah, they're all good. They're Bobby all Frenthway's good. They're all great. Going back to the men though, we didn't talk Emily about Venters. Is though really she's good. also good. The men we didn't we talked about Bosley in the pre race. We didn't talk about him. Uh, Post race. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Bosley he ran twenty eight eighteen. He was chilling. I knew he was going to run that time, which is why I took the over of the twenty eight flat. Cheater and. Uh, I wish you took the under, but you didn't. Did but I yeah. lose and I lost? I you lost. I... You went one and three, and I went three and one. Oh, really? So I, I lost the two that we had separate. What was one? It was the women's 200 time. Yeah, you had under. under. I had the over. And then what was the other one? Oh, the Steiner split. Steiner split. Under. Yeah, I had the over. Although I need to go back and confirm that. Yeah, I needed. She did not run I need to get stopped too. You should, did you I, ask I, her? I, I stopped it with my hand. I was watching it. Did you ask her? Did not ask her, but okay. We're gonna call that one a. I think I did. I think so. I, did. I did ask her. She ran, says she ran fifty point. It's not on matter. the. It's not. No, it doesn't matter. It matters I to won, me. She it's, did not run forty nine two. You would have heard about it. It's not on here. No, you, I. We said no. You can't do this. You can't. It's not on here. No, it is on here. Let me look at. Let me it's try to find YouTube. the splits. Go on YouTube. No, no, no I'm trying to find yourself. the splits. She That's ran a second not leg, accurate. So she ran a second leg, so the splits Women's aren't four on the four thing. Invitation. She ran a second leg, so it's yeah, not on there. So we're after call to wash. No, we're not. That's not how it works. Yeah, we, it I says, predicted this would be a problem. Yeah, this is a, this 142, her and Kyra Jefferson combined for 140. If they went in that order, I don't know if they went in that order. Okay, I was there. I timed it with my phone. Not official, so we'll call it a wash. Keep moving. Nope. Uh, it's a push. Keeping it moving, 5Ks, some notable things. I think interesting seeing some young guns do well. Jenna Hutchins, she kind of had a weird first year at BYU. After a really great uh, high school year, uh, now running 1535, not her PB, but it puts her back in the mix of like, all right, mm -hmm. she's getting together. She's adjusting well to the BYU training and you got to like her chances, you know, to excel in these next coming years under DLG Taylor uh, and Colin Solomon, 1342 for mm -hmm. NAU. Um, it's pretty good. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's good. I think that's what you would want out of your. I think there's this weird thing now that we do sometimes on that we put on freshmen who are really good in high school. Yeah. We expect them to immediately be in contention to win. And that just doesn't happen all the time. There's not a lot of Cheserex or Grant Fishers 
Even Grant Fisher wasn't in contention to win his entire freshman year. Yeah. Really. Uh, Tui wasn't in contention to win her yeah, entire freshman a... year. Now, again, Salmon didn't. We thought Salmon, I thought Salmon was a top 20, top 40 cross country guy. It turned out he didn't run well in cross. But clearly taking some adjustment. I think 1342 next year, he probably gets into a little more faster territory. And then by junior year, he should be, you know, one of the top 15 type guys in the country. If a high school senior runs thirteen forty or fifteen thirty on the girls' side, what's the headline? Big story. High school senior runs thirteen thirty, thirteen forty. Wow. Yeah. Well you wouldn't even necessarily put high school senior. Emoji. Yeah. I eyes emoji. Alright, and then but if a freshman runs with thir- a little <laughs> thumbnail where he crop it and he put like, Oh my god, this didn't happen. Yeah, my point is, or even a thir- you could thirteen thirty, but a thirteen thirty in college now, is that getting any attention? No, thirteen twenties aren't. Re- yeah, thirteen so, teens get attention. So now. what you're really looking for is just improvement. Yeah, that's what you want to see is improvement. Like the idea that someone is going to go from thirteen fifties down to thirteen teens in one year when they're already training at a high level, which more and more these high school athletes are coming out already being accustomed to elite training because there's just more sharing of workouts. There's more knowledge of what's going on. They're running in elite meets against other top performers across the country. So it's tough to expect someone to drop a ton of time, but you can drop a little bit of time and then you continue to improve and then you can get down into that range. But I'm with you. I think the expectations always need to be tempered, which is why in cross country, I said, let's pump the brakes a bit on the rankings, but yeah, best race for both of them so far. Yeah. Uh, anything else for that? Me from Stanford? No, I thought that was uh, uh, the Stanford sprinter. Oh, Udodi on Wazarike. He can win a hundred. He can. He can win a hundred. He has the fastest win legal time at ten oh seven. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you're in a world where you don't really know who in an event where there's not a clear number one, I, I would have Jones number one right yeah. now. Obviously, I think that's well earned. But Onwazarike is solid, and I want to see him with against some really good competition and, and see how he he fares. He also won the two hundred, but he would definitely be top top eight whenever those NCAA rankings come out. He's a legit NCAA title threat. One uh, more story I want to get to. The story, save the best for last. Yeah, well, because people are late arriving, so you want to really be able to hit them in hour twenty. That's when you want to go with it, but. Internationally, yeah, this was one of the bigger stories. Um, Wade Van Niekerk in South Africa runs 44-17 in the quarter, 44-17 in the 400. That is the fastest he's run since the 2017 season when he won the world title. And he's doing a year it, after breaking the world record. A year after breaking the world record and when he was going for the double that year, the four and, the, and the two in London. And you also have to look at this in the context of what he did last year, which at about meter 310 in Eugene, it looked like he could win the yeah. whole thing. A lot of guys were in the mix. That was a really, really confusing race. It was very, very jumbled with 100 to go. You look at it in the context of that, and then you look at it in what happened since and what has happened since. There's a potential that a lot of the top Americans won't be there. Some yeah. of the top Americans won't be there. Of course, Stephen Gardner. But coming off injury. Will be the, yeah, but he, but he would be the favorite. But if Norman doesn't run it, you don't have the reigning champion in there. You don't have Randolph Ross in there. There's not there's much pathway. There's not much between him and a medal. There, and there's really not that many things between him so and like, a gold medal. If you're not, we could take our like laptops like, like here. This. Okay. Before, like in 2020, when he ran 45 seconds... His pathway to gold was this thin. Like, it, it wasn't happening, right? Oh, okay. Right? And drawing. then 2021, he runs 44.5. Opens up a little bit. Yeah. And then 2022, he runs 44.33. And you're like, all right. Now he opens the season in 2023 with a 44.17. And, you know, his pathway to gold is just wide open. 
it's you know to gold social distance wide open. <laughs> That's the difference. Wait, you're saying not just metal. You're saying gold to gold. You think yeah, he, he runs forty four one seven. He's showing that this isn't a fluke like catching fire type race because you see the progression. Mm-hmm. You run forty five five and twenty. 44-5 and 21, 44-3 and 22, and then 44-1 in the beginning of 23. Yeah. The guy's going to be running 43 seconds by August. And if you're running 43 seconds, you are a gold medal threat. And in addition to the injury that he had playing that charity rugby match, he also had some other injury setbacks since yeah. then. So he is fully healthy, it looks like, for the first time in a while. And... Is this, by his, this might be his fastest opener of his career. Yeah, it's one of his top 10 times all time. <laughs> there you go. Which, well, no, but if you're looking at a guy who's a world record holder who has run sub 44 several times, to have a top 10 mark, that's saying something about where he's at. Go 400. Keep an eye on the 400. That's going to be good. That's all I got, I think. You got anything else? Brackets. We'll update the bracket on Wednesday. Oh, because yeah. national championship is well, do we already know tonight. No, a lot of people had UConn, so I, I'm guessing it's let's just let's not ruin the drama. Let's just wait. Okay. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. People are gonna tune in on Wednesday thinking, did I win the bracket or not? Like I need to know. Um, oh, no, so the okay. Okay. I, I can no, I'm not gonna ruin it, but I'm gonna tell you it's between two people. Corb Dog has UConn winning. Has Corb Dog led basically what Corb Dog's in like in the lead pack. Oh. But Chest Rollins. He has San Diego State winning, and he's in third. Really? Okay. So it's between Chess Rollins and Corb Dog for the to-be-determined prize. I, I finished officially 100th place. Also, on Wednesday, we have an update from the Internet Coach segment. You know, our friend who wrote in was going to try to run the Masters 100. Yeah. He was a sub-11 runner in high school, but now 50 years old, had done triathlons, but hadn't run a ton. He gave us an update on where his training's at because he's still trying to make a go at it this summer. So we love updates to Internet Coach. Yes. So if we've, if we've given you advice before, follow up. Let us know, Let us know. how to go. Uh, also, Jonathan says he won the 7K. He ran the St. Patrick's. Did he run it like a 5K or a 10K? Yeah, how did you run it, Jonathan? Did you run it, did you run it like a 6K? How did you run it? Oh, he says, course wasn't accurate, though. It was about a quarter mile long. Didn't know the course, so Ooh. I went with number two and dusted him. So just sat on shoulder and then went by, which is smart. That's smart. That's, Classic. How, that's how you want to do a fun run. Let's see. Um, high Speed Drifter. That's a cool name. Track and field is the best sport right now. Agree? Disagree? I'm going to agree. The best sport right now? Yeah, just in general. Like power rankings? Yeah. Is number one? Uh, okay, so he, he said, Jonathan says he ran it like a tactical 10K. Tactical 10K. Smart. Okay. That's smart. smart. That well, that's kind of weird because that means you ran like a slow 10K, but it was 3K shorter. <laughs> I don't uh, know. People liked your visual aids. At least one person. Do it for the people. Yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. Again, we need 20,000 subscribers by June. And uh, yeah. So we'll introduce some rankings later this week. Yeah. So we're going to have four, the aforementioned foreign rankings. So Van Niekerk. Good thing he ran this before that. Perfect he timing. Made us look, he's going to make us look smart because if we put it out before this, he would have made us look dumb. Yeah. Actually, I think I probably would have had him decently high up just you based on where he finished. as high as you, you have right. now. Right. Stock up. Yes. I'll say that on Wade Van Nieker. So we'll do some foreign rankings. We'll also maybe do some 5K or maybe some hurdle rankings Let's rank as the, well. We'll rank the rankings. Yeah. That'll be fun. But email us or uh, leave a comment. We appreciate that as well. We got uh, – a slower week coming up. We went into that like every other week. Although there is the meet in Miramar, which has gotten pretty good. Yeah, Carifta Games this weekend. Ooh, love me some We're, we're already games. saying this weekend. It's Monday. I keep on saying the weekend. Like, it's Thursday? No, like I just, oh, what are you doing this weekend on a Monday? Yeah. Well, you know the whole it's 5 o'clock somewhere? Yeah, it's a weekend it's, somewhere? It's Friday somewhere. It is? No, but <laughs> in our heads... It's... Wouldn't it be cool if, like, the globe was so big? Oh, no. Oh, no, guys. Guys, help. Instead of one rotation was a day, like, yeah. one rotation was, like, a week. And so... People on different days? Did, yeah, people were in different days as opposed to different time zones. That'd that, be confusing. It'd be confusing. Yeah. It'd be like that meme. What day is it? Or what year is it? It's hard enough to figure out when you fly 
across a bunch of time zones. Wait, I was, imagine you're flying across a week. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah. If you just didn't want to do something though, that'd be good incentive just to get on a plane. <laughs> Sorry, that was two weeks ago. And then planes all of a sudden would become time traveling machines. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, we got to leave it there. Like and subscribe. Talk to you guys later. Peace.